0: I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> we're getting the band back together. We're on ambition. Yeah. Now we've, now we've got a whole new list
1: of things to complain about.
0: Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself, Pete, here, and we got Dixon with us as well. And I guess we ran out of pass tokens because we're finally talking about 10 So. Uh, I feel like if you're going to talk about 10 Thunders in uh, Malifaux, you definitely have to bring on Landon, because Landon, you are a 10 Thunder guru, I've seen you smash opponents with them pretty hard.
2: (laughs) Thanks for inviting me, Pete, yeah, no, I've, I've had some success with the faction, you might say. Yeah,
0: and I've also seen that you, I mean, this is for a while now, but you've been putting a lot of content out with Danger Planet as well, right?
2: That's true. Yeah, we've been putting out tier lists, uh, you know, faction focuses, just any sort of general advice for newer competitive players.
0: Yeah, if you want a general like spray of kind of like, hey, what is like each faction kind of have? There's some that are better than others, because I will say in the Bayou one, I feel like you guys were a little biased and not taking them seriously and just putting them wherever you wanted, because I I know you guys definitely uh, shit talk the, the, the Bayou quite a bit. So that was fun to watch, though.
2: Sam did his best to, to (laughs) iron things out, but, uh, you know, we, we have our own hot takes and opinions, but, uh, for the most part, we try to be a little informed. And
0: and if you get a chance just for listeners, if you get a chance to look at that YouTube channel, um, Sam does a good job of Bayou specifically. I played against him, um, at CaptainCon and we did it like a zip mirror match. And, uh, we also did just a a couple of other janky games I played with him this over the weekend and he definitely knows his stuff. So if you're a Bayou player looking for some good, like good things to do, that's a good channel to check out as well.
2: Yeah. And as far as our new content, like the, uh, the faction tier lists are one thing we kind of breeze through things, but the keyword tier list, we talk a lot about tactics and what the models are for, what they do. So, you know, there's more in there than just a, a ranking, so yep. to speak. Yep. Definitely.
0: <laughs> And uh, we're going to talk about 10 Thunders, though, today, but before we get into talking about them into uh, GG3, just make sure that everybody's checking us out on all the normal stuff. You can do that on YouTube. You can do that on our Discord channel. usually have people kind of just talking about random stuff, things that we uh, spout off on the podcast. Uh, you can get all the stuff on there. Uh, you can also check us out on, I guess it's X now instead of Twitter or whatever that means. X marks the spot.
1: I don't think anybody that actually. <laughs> I saw that up, I was like, like, I was
0: like, did my son like put porn on my phone? Like, what is going <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> oh god!
1: I mean, Watching I was, those videos I I mean, was like, what's be, going on. Yeah. I may not be a pro at, you know, I'm marketing and public relations and all that stuff, but like X is usually related to porn. <laughs> Why would you do that when you want to do family-friendly content? Yeah, like exactly. It just makes no sense.
0: But you can check us out on whatever that is. My phone also just shows it still as the Twitter symbol unless you click on it, then it opens up to that, but whatever. Uh, and then finally, you can support us directly. You can do that at patreon.com slash as Support us for as little as a dollar. And then also, we do have our affiliation link. If you feel like buying stuff from Weird and you want to shoot us some money, you can always do that. Uh, we get a very small percentage, but that's at give us your money, please. Thank you, weird.com slash ragequitwire. And anything helps and helps us get models to take to the, you know, Lone Star Foe Down. So that'll be fun.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. But looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: Getting into this episode, though, we like to talk about for each strategy, two masters that we like and then one master that we don't. Uh, Last week we saw that uh, Liam hates the Vix, so we're going to see what kind of hot takes we can get this time on uh, on what we like and don't like, and that's probably the best part about these—just kind of talking with a few people and just figuring out like what you have seen and liked and played into uh, these different uh, scenarios. So that's always the fun part. But before we get into each strategy, I do want to—we want to talk to basically about. I don't know if we want to call it the giant elephant in the room or the giant ninja in the room, but you know, Yoko is pretty strong. I think a lot of people that have played against it and have played with it in 10 thunders would agree. So I think we're going to go ahead and just say that you could probably play Yoko into any pool, but I wanted to kind of get, before we get into the other masters, why do you think Yoko is specifically so good Landon?
2: so there's a combination of reasons but the first thing that's you know the big elephant in the room is that she just makes two pass tokens at the start of every turn for showing up and if there's one thing that anyone who's played a game of malifaux understands it's that if you have the last activation in the turn you have absolute control more or less over who's scoring what points because you know all of the strategies and schemes for the most part score at the end of a given game round. You know, there's some exceptions like Vendetta or, you know, some other schemes that are weird, like, uh, what is it, In Your Face, that technically score at the end, but you really get your point in the middle. Um, But aside from those exceptions, for the most part, you get control over your and your opponent's points just by getting not only one activation at the end to figure it out, right? But the additional activation from the second pass token just kind of pushes it right over. Yep. So you get a lot of scoring potential you get a lot of ability to alpha strike since you can get the last two activations of a turn if your opponent goes first huh. or the last three activations it's if,
0: gross you know, oh yeah. yeah
1: it's uh so activation control yeah but then you also add in the fact that that keyword actually has like re- two ridiculously strong minions uh the henchmen are amazing and one of the main henchmen you can't get unless you're playing Neverborn or this keyword Yep, because like literally uh kunoichi and charm orders I-, I was playing 10 thunders to try to get up to par uh, when i was playing against pete and i would reach for the kunoichi and the charm orders all the time because they're oh, just yeah, amazing they're
2: great and the other thing is you know you're seeing a lot of formats crop up where you know, maybe we want to restrict the hiring pool. You know, we'll give you a ban. We'll limit yeah. how much you can take out a keyword. And it turns out a lot of the tech that you want in matchups, like ruthless, <laughs> yeah, anti demise, willpower attacks, it's all in key and gong. Yep. Right? Yep.
1: Even if you're not um, ruthless, they all have like willpower six, if I remember correctly, or something ridiculous. Pretty high.
2: They're
1: pretty decent on most
2: of their models. Yep. Um, and then lastly, you know, activation control is one thing. But the thing that really, for me, makes the activation control all to come together is, A, you got a bunch of free pushes from Gather Intel, and B, you can draw two 13s from your discard every activation with Yoko 2. So you can pretty much set up what you think is going to happen at the end of the turn and then guarantee you have the cards to make it happen. So there's not all that much variability in the lines of play. You know, You always know you've got your 13 of Rams and you're severe to cheat, you know, Fuhatsu is going to hit and then he's going to cheat severe damage and whatever you shoot's going to die, yeah. right? Um, and you can just do that every game.
0: Yeah. And I, I kind of blame you Landon for when I played against Nick Westbrook in the last year's Fodown, he was playing 10 thunders and he played Yoko two against, against me. I was playing zip in the last round <laughs> and I was just like, this feels like you saw Landon play this. and like you just wanted to try the hotness and i was like okay i do
2: think did i do that to you at nova i can't remember
0: no i didn't go to nova but i i I saw you thinking i
2: did that to nick at nova
0: oh probably i did i do know though you played against uh chris leopard at the first captain con tournament and i know you were playing some of the stuff like yoko and lynch so you're you're running pretty good with those during that tournament
2: yeah, I think that was mostly Lynch for me, that event, because I hadn't figured out if I was like fully behind Yoko 2 being the new hotness at that yeah. point in time. And I I, I was testing the waters because I'm I'm a bit slow sometimes, you know, even with Lynch 2, it took me a couple of tries to get it right. Yeah. I think my first event I was playing Lynch 2, I went like one and two.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of doing the same thing. I'm playing Arcanist. I finally am trying that that degenerate faction out. and uh i have to say i'm finding it quite enjoyable so i'm drinking the kool-aid the arcanist kool-aid
1: well you're actually doing it with like a master that i never in my life would have thought that you were actually going to be enjoying i know
0: dixon's like i did not think you were going to like sandeep not gonna lie i mean i've been i have a very good
1: track record of what you like so far except for Sandeep. Sandeep was
0: like completely out
1: of the blue for me
0: yeah, it's, yeah, you strike me as more of a Karis guy, Pete. That's exactly what I thought. And, and the funny thing is, I played Karis and I kind of hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I mean, so we're, we're going to get back on track here in a second, but Karis was weird to me. I think I would like Karis too. She seems to have some more interesting play. But to me, it was like, okay, I'm moving pyres and shooting the things that are on fire, and this is kind of up we yep. go type stuff. And I'm like, I could just play Zip and get a lot of that. So I'm kind of like, eh, I've already done this before. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, Nick says yes, you did in the Invitational. I don't know, probably the Nova Invitational or something. Oh, yeah. Tracking. Um. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, Chiangong's Gong's just good. It it's a solid keyword. You get you know, you get the puppet girl with uh, Hinamatsu. You get Bill, who is super good. He can push models around and do some decent damage. And like the minions are just good. Tools for the job is great. So, I mean. You gotta love that. It's just, it's well, just good. Fact. Tools for the job and giving focus
1: out of activation yeah. for one damage. Oh yeah. It's good. It's like take one damage, get focus. take one damage, get focus. It's
0: so I, dumb. Yeah. I would play. So, and th- we're going to talk about this a lot in this episode. This is one of the keywords that I would, I would play 10 thunders for. It's just, it's fun. It's solid, lots of good models. And the, I think if it wasn't for the past tokens, it would be, it would, it wouldn't feel as OP. It would be good, but I just, don't think it would kind of be strong like it is right now. But because of the past tokens, that gives you control throughout the turn. So that's kind of uh, kind of where it's sitting with that. But I'm not in the long. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get into the strategies and not talking about Chi and Gong. If they come up, we can still mention it it is fine. But we're gonna to try to focus on some of the other uh, keywords as well. So yeah. Let's go into the heavy hitter. Let's talk about cursed objects. Cause this is the one I'm always interested in. Dixon's aggressive. He likes killing stuff. So Landon, since you're the guest, what are two keywords that you really like in the cursed?
2: So if I had to pick two that weren't Yoko, cause that's the basis yep. of our argument here. Mm-hmm. The first one I'd probably pick is Jacob Lynch or honey pot. Jim. Um, and the second one I'd probably pick. Ah, oh, there's a lot of decent choices just because Cursed Objects is scored so heavily based on what the scheme pool is. But if I had to give a hot take based on what I've played recently, I might say Ancestor.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, hmm. inter- that's interesting with that one. So hmm. when you're looking at um, Jacob Lynch, I think that one kind of can be pretty obvious. I mean, especially the title seems really good for that because you can really hulk up Huggy and just go on and just unload on things.
2: Absolutely. I'll I'll very often hire some Kanoichi out of Keyword if I can, or some other focus generating minion if that's banned, or uh, you just don't own any, like a Low River Monk yep. or whatever. You give Huggy some focus, and then he just kind of zooms across the board and starts chewing on whatever squishy backliners you can find. God, it's
0: with so his good. His two,
2: four, six crit strike, uh, you know, tendrils. Yeah, it's so good. And
0: looking at uh, <laughs> looking at Yan Low, why why are you thinking you'd like him into uh, into cursed?
2: So there's two schools of mind, right, in my opinion, when you're playing a game where you want to kill people. You either want to be doing the killing or you want to be really good at not getting killed, meaning you're playing denial. these weird angles of the board where you're not necessarily engaging with your opponent as much, yep. but still getting your stuff done. And so the, the title for Yanlo Spirit Walker is actually really good at playing what we call a cagey game where you're going to be focused hyper on your own positioning relative to your opponent. And less so much like where you are on the board as a whole. But keeping distance between yourself and your opponents really scary models. And so having the ability to move Yanlo around the board with the dogs, having the ability to move your opponents around with the knock aside on Twist Reality, and then being able to get value out of like your lower point minions just by drawing cards with the new title Yep, lets you just play a really frustrating game for your opponent where they want to come and kill you but you just don't let them
0: Hmm. yeah i've 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 started to kind of mess around with that myself i've been finding myself playing a lot of models that have like things like toss where it's like oh you're about to kill me let me toss you 10 inches away so anything that can kind of play keep away a little bit is going to be a little good into cursed uh, for sure didn't even think about that. that's actually
1: very clever like the whole okay i'm just gonna hurt you a little bit and move you away
2: yeah, so like hmm. the context I did it in my last game was I was actually playing Cursed Objects against Hoffman 1. And I, I looked at my opponent's list and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to punch through Hoffman 1, right? Yeah, right. So what I did is, you know, I kind of let him take the center and I just uh, looked for whichever model he was leaving out that I could just get three attacks on with Yanlo or two attacks maybe. And then, you know, obey to walk away and find out where I could scalpel out my points like that. And so sure, he got the center, he got his, like, leave your mark points or whatever, but I just played the rest of the board. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, and that's kind of, and you can play K, because you have to think about Cursed as like, yes, you want to kill a model a turn, but you want to deny your opponent the ability to kill your models. So I was actually playing Jim with um, with Sandeep, and you can do that with either just being like, hey, a brick wall, and you can't kill my hard stuff or you can be more mobile. So once you see your opponent engage, you can disengage the model that they're really trying to focus out. So, yeah, that's cool you mentioned that. Um, What about a keyword that you think is a little less good into uh, into Cursed?
2: Keyword, I would say, is probably a little less good into Cursed. I would say Oni, probably, just because either version that you're playing, you've got some really squishy-looking models for your entire line without many reductions. If you're playing Asami 2, you get to have the shielded, but that's really just not a lot of reduction to begin with. Yep. And your entire keyword mechanic is kind of based <laughs> around this risk reward of when do I want to kill Stuff myself? Stuff
0: blowing up, yeah. <laughs>
2: um and it turns out killing yourself gives up points in cursed objects, so it's not the best so idea. So
0: Jim did play that into cursed, but he kind of played a weird super friends list. But he basically waited until like I killed something, and then he summoned like Oh, here's a, here's a, I forget what are the, what are the ones that blow up and do like fire damage? The uh, uh, obsidian. Yeah, yeah. obsidian yeah. So he was like, oh, you already got your point. I'm going to throw an obsidian at you and now blow up. Yep. So yeah, yep. you definitely, if you play Oni, you definitely have to be aware that you can give up points. <laughs> yeah, in curse specifically. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I can definitely see that though. Dixon, you in general, I mean, you play a lot of games. What, yeah. what 10 Thunders Masters have probably given you the most trouble, do you think, in uh, Cursed?
1: I mean, I really like everything that he said, but like you and I played a few games when I was playing 10 Thunders. Uh, I, I'm going to say story. In, for like mine, or story and Misaki, yeah. especially Misaki 1. For basically the same reasons, but I guess I play them in a more aggressive way. Because you saw what happened with this—the not the storyteller, sorry—that the librarian version, the one that's like oh. double activation, heal everybody, you can't hurt me, yeah. and, and basically and pull for your way. in. I was gonna say
0: that's the pillow fort version. That's you like? the pillow
1: fort one because it, exactly yeah. what he was saying about like uh, Jan Lo, but like I I just happen to be doing it better with Bibliothek. Okay. for you know obvious reasons. Uh, I think it's just more my playstyle. Okay, uh, and then. Like I said, Misaki, because one Ototo is horrendously hard to take down if you can't deal with Misaki first. I,
0: I also feel like she's good at scalping out kills. That, because you can always oh. like
1: give out, give
0: you can give your things, and they have like really good range
1: uh, attackers in the Thunder Archers. Like Thunder Archers is just insanely good.
2: They, I feel like everybody in the world has a different Ototo experience. Than <laughs> I've never thought of Ototo as difficult to kill. Well, I killed it this way. him quite a bit too, so.
1: I play yeah, I play Bad Juju. And Bad Juju survives the apocalypse usually, right?
0: So I just mm-hmm. have a
1: lot more uh experience I guess making things that have bad stats <laughs> surviving.
0: You guys will appreciate this. I actually <laughs> so uh and we'll talk about this list at the end of the episode, but Jim brought uh, that list that has, um, what's that, what's the card drawing Deja Vu Honeypot?
2: That's Gwyneth Maddox. Yeah, so he brought Gwyneth Me. and he
0: had her hanging out with a uh, Toto. But, so if, if you fail an attack on Gwyneth though, she has luck thief, so she gets to heal, right? So it's kind of like, uh, what I'm going to do. So I basically, I was playing Sandeep, so I'm like, cool, I'm just going to throw all these shock waves out and then I'm going to shoot a Toto and blast onto Gwyneth and... Basically, that's how I killed her. I didn't kill her by targeting her. So yeah, yep. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, like, Thanks to it, Toto. Good job. That's that's a lesson that I learned
1: hard in uh in War Machine is don't have targeting beacons. Yeah. Right. If you have a model that's lower defense right next to your most important piece, your most important piece is dead. <laughs> it's just like oh i just <laughs> i just
2: demolished someone with sonya the other day because they were hiding all these size two models behind this this like height two terrain right yeah. i'm like oh i can't see them with sonya and then he brings up this size three model <laughs> right behind all of them and i'm like i can see that <laughs> yeah don't yeah uh.
1: so like little things like that would help don't yeah, have what's your uh, beacon? what's your
0: <laughs> model or your master that you think isn't as good into uh asami Okay.
1: Literally, the, the only things that I disagree, quote-unquote, because I really don't disagree with him, uh, were the Masters and that's because I just have more experience with the two Masters that I said, and but the game plans were the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm kind of in the same way with, same as Dixon, where you know, I, I've played some 10 Thunders but I have I have more experience playing against them. And the Masters that I think are just really good into Cursed are Honeypot for sure with Jacob Lynch because you just... Dude, Hungering Darkness is going to get you. Huggy's going to eat something a turn usually. And that's what Curse likes to do. You pick a model and you kill it. And if if you can do that each turn, you're going to get all four points. And I feel like Lynch is pretty good at that. The other one that I'm like, I think I would prefer playing more, and I've played this keyword a bunch, is actually Lucas McCabe, specifically uh, the title version, um, the Tomb Delver. Just because... I feel like he's good at fighting in a phone booth and he's good at making your stats worse while his models get better with the upgrades. And that gives you some tech to ignore armor and all this other crap. So it's just, I I like it quite a bit. Plus he has pepper box. So, you know, stunning a bunch of stuff is always good.
2: Um, it's really funny that you say that Pete, because Lucas McCabe has one of the things that I was going to circle back to on the two masters that I picked. That i think is actually super valuable in the strategy and that's the ability to out of activation hand off your curse tokens to your opponent yeah. in the two masters i listed i'm using it with obey on huggy and obey on Low to do that yep. if i need to and lucas McCabe obviously has take what you can carry to give away the curse tokens but if you can you know essentially punish your opponent for approaching you but not finishing you off mm-hmm. you know he leaves you at one or two because he wants to score his points next yep. turn um that can really start messing with their plans a lot.
0: Yeah. And I I think Lucas McCabe is also a really great example because McCabe likes minions because he can give minions the upgrades as well as waste roll. And I think this is the big thing with him is the minions in 10 thunders, I feel are like superb. Like I think they're probably, if they're not the best minions in the game, they're pretty close. Like there's just a ton of really good minions in this faction. And Putting upgrades on really good minions makes them pretty stupendous. So, yeah, I definitely think that's there's, part of it too with them.
1: There's like a handful, I think, of minions in the entire game that can actually compete in in terms of like how, like for example, Executioner matures, and now the Cavern Nephilim. But like, I can't think of anything like that in all the other factions.
0: Yeah, I was bringing Dang Joragumos with uh, with Lucas McCabe. It was freaking fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, well- you know, there's. Cerberus, I think, would be my contender for Arcanist before it was nerfed. Probably bears now. True.
0: The bears are super good. The bears are insane. MVP well, in every game that we play so far. Right? I played against Dixon and I hired a bear and then I had Miranda and I was like, Miranda's going to heal. Now she's a bear. She's going to heal again. Back to a bear. And it was just, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kabuki Warriors yeah. I love too, Nick. That's a. I, it's so hard because, like, the thing is that
1: I was. I was one of the few kids that played the Kabuki Warrior graffiti game, so when I saw the Kabuki Warriors in Manifold, I, w- I wanted to play them, and that's why I got into the Yoko keyboard.
0: <laughs> you just you I got so the Yoko play, you got uh, so mad when I painted my Kabuki Warriors. I don't remember why, but you didn't like. I think it was the hair or something you didn't like. It it was the hair. I, I again, I just I, I was a huge fan of that when I was. What like did you say? Their hair can't run. be what color? I forget what I painted it. Oh, white. Yeah, you're like it
2: has to be like colored that's, Yeah, that's not gonna work out, you know. White's gonna blend in with the ma- whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to say I've got a love hate relationship with Kabuki Warriors because when the edition first came out, yeah, I was just running janky lists with them and Jacob Lynch so that you could put people on negs to just load yep. them up with brilliance and then summon off them. Oh. And I just haven't gotten them to work at a single list other than that <laughs> ever since I started playing, like, not even the I've, original. I've seen our
0: buddy John Goldborn ran them with Lucas 1. That oh, uh, That's so the combo good. I've seen. It's pretty good. It's disgusting. Yeah, no, I'm,
2: I'm familiar, but I think the game's just advanced to a, I think a, I think a point right. where, like, kabukis don't stick on the table anymore. <laughs>
1: that's like, yeah, because the thing is, a kabuki wears the same exact weakness as the mature... For like two less points, but they they're missing you know regen and all the stuff that the matures have. Like guns. Yeah. Guns is the thing that kills matures, and <laughs> kabuki Warrior is significantly less chunky.
0: Nick Westbrook says that titles came out and that limited the jank and made jank just dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is uh, right. Yeah. Like you're, literally I mean, it's true. You can't get away with some of those cute combos where like you kind of theory craft and you're like, oh, this could be a cute combo, but now there's a little more power. And they're like, oh, that's a cute combo. Let me kill it real quick. (laughs) It's a a mix
1: between uh, power creep and just play diversity. There's a whole bunch of keywords that they got their holes filled in. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to keep it simple, (laughs) though, as far as what I wouldn't play. Because I do think you could play Asami into it. But I think you're definitely trying a little harder in Cursed if you do drop Asami. Uh, You got to be a lot more careful. And that, that opens up more opportunities for things to go bad. So... I just, I think that you're probably right on that one. I'm not going to try to be cute and pick something else. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and get into our next one. So this one I'm interested in because this is my favorite strat in GG3. So looking carve. at, yeah, looking at carve a path. So Ooh, carve a path. yeah, Landon, what do what you like to carve?
2: Oh boy. There's a lot of good options that aren't Yoko too. Yeah. Um, You know, I think what I've played most recently that wasn't Yoko 2 probably would have been uh, Jacob Lynch, but I play him in a lot of other games where I'm not playing Yoko. So I'm going to go with McCabe instead. Um, Okay. Because I like McCabe. And if I picked one that wasn't Jacob Lynch, I'd probably go with Shen Long. I'd go with McCabe and Shen Long. Okay. That's
0: interesting. Yeah, would you play uh, McCabe 1 or 2?
2: I would play mccabe too i i i like mccabe one on paper but i don't know that i would ever be bold enough to play him in a game um because i just don't feel like he's got enough scrappiness to keep up with lists that want to kill him um and like the plus one stat for all of your guys is good and most of the keyword can scheme pretty well by itself Mm. regardless um but the reason why i say mccabe uh, two is probably pretty obvious that you just have a bunch of decent schemers and you know you can collect all the stuff up really quickly and then just kind of focus on scoring your schemes rather than scoring the strat every turn yep um, the reason why I like Shen long is just because wandering or monks are really good at these kinds of strats with um, a deadly pursuit to just kind of save you a lot of ap yep. but generally speaking what I do want to call out is not actually a master level it's that my spicy henchmen that i hire into most carver path games regardless of who i declare and that's i which is why huh. i guess you could probably call you know uh, this a pretty good thing for oni in general is that the giant but
0: demon that's a yes.
2: giant demon with like the goblin face and yep. it, it kind of was just reflective of everything i want to do in cover path where she's got this three, four, five melee you can get plus flips too. That's really good at picking up the kind of cheap AP efficient models you want to be pushing card markers with. But then she also has a bonus action you can use to interact, right? So she's really good at playing the denial aspect of carve, and in a pinch she can just score the strat when you're done.
1: Yep, and I'm just um, looking at it. She can also give uh, an obey like action with that with a trigger on that yeah. bonus action.
2: You usually do it to yourself, but yeah, sometimes you just do it to another model to just get them to play denial or to, you know, get that extra action of anything you want that you needed to do that you couldn't. Um, so, like, yeah, she's a really flexible piece that I truly enjoy in the strategy and just kind of embodies my philosophy on how you play this strat. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I've had trouble keeping her alive is there like something so she's not a rock yeah she right? doesn't
2: survive <laughs> um, really so it, i've been like having this my cl- conversation with myself over like the past three years of playing malifo what is a, a model right and so as far as like expensive models i feel like they can't fall into two categories if they're any good you've got rocks and you've got flankers rocks are the kind of things you throw at your opponent and you hit them <laughs> right um whereas flankers are kind of like these expensive pieces that you want to be sending off to pick off the squishier stuff and score points with and if a flanker can't score points it's a terrible flanker and if a flanker can't kill cheap models it's a terrible flanker Um, and this model kind of does both right and you know the rock he's going to be able to kill the cheap model but he's not going to be able to score the points when he's
0: done yeah I always look at what's the purpose of this model like what is this model designed to do and Mm -hmm it's like, is this model supposed to just kind of sit here and engage things? Is it supposed to disrupt? Is it supposed to, like you were saying, be a flanker kind of coming around the side? So yeah, I think that, I think that's definitely key. Um, what is a keyword that you would not like into carve? A
2: keyword that I would not like in the carve is probably going to be Mei Fang. If I'm being, being honest, okay. firstly, I feel like she wants to play a bit more bubbly, or like play into opponents that are a bit more clustered than you get in carve. Yeah. But then secondly, like you also get the incidental kick in the dick where all of your scrap markers <laughs> just get picked up by the, the strategy. So it's kind of a double whammy.
0: Um, huh. Yeah. I've been known to kick a marker in a specific situation to be like, and I'm going to knock out like four of your scraps. Bam.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I'm kind of confused. Cause that hasn't been, well, I'll wait until I have my turn. Yeah, it's not your
0: turn yet, Dixon. Shut
1: up.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I also just don't feel like you have all that good kickers as far as the models you want to try and kick with in Mayfeng either. There's a lot of your mobility is, like I said, based around that scrap marker. Okay.
0: Well, and not only that, but, you know, ride the rails is good, but it's a walk action, right? So you kick the rock, you can walk 12 inches plus your base.
3: And then you're done, yeah.
0: So I, I get that because the I think the economy of your actions isn't quite good enough there. Um, if you start doing some cute things like shove-asides on your own models to get them into position, you can probably set that up a little better. But I definitely yeah. don't think this is her sort of strong strategy for sure.
2: And I don't necessarily think you need to play a crew that has the AP efficiency of like a Wandering River Monk or a Tengu to actually score the strat efficiently. Yeah. But I think if you're doing that, you have to be able to hardcore, just like pick up all your opponents models that can really quick, like yeah. I would do with Jacob Lynch, if I'm playing the strat, and then just kind of use your mediocre, like Kanoichi backfield models to slowly push things yeah, up because and score your points exactly I could, on time. I could see a world
0: of me playing Mei thing, but if I'm playing her, I can see me basically having to be like, okay, I need to kidnap this strategy marker, or I need to kill these models that are going to be pushing it because I need to establish kind of like a dominance almost. And deny you those points, so I can just outscore you that way.
2: Exactly, and I just think compared to a lot of the other options that want to play that game plan, Mayfang just does it a little bit slower than your other keywords will. Yes, and so she's not going to
0: be an optimal choice here. All right, well, Dixon, what do you like then into this? Whoa. no, no, what? Hey. what? what? Uh, <laughs>
1: that right was his said. bad.
0: That was his bad pick. It's your go. I am yeah, you're so good.
1: yeah. I'm just like shocked by that because like that's actually one of my two picks. It's Wow! Fame. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, mean,
1: well, I mean, you're what not are, wrong, so, so you as slow. a
0: player, what do you like about it into carve though? Yeah, no, I like really the fact that
1: you can actually put them all in a bubble and just slowly go up the map, and basically you're gonna go up at the same speed that you're gonna be scoring the points. That's yeah. been my experience so far. Well, yeah, because like I can see really that into wedge in and
0: standard specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah. When 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 we played, I did not play this against you, but I did play this. I just don't remember who and i played it i think it's like only twice but the plan was literally just have the two things move one over to the uh to, to you know to yeah, combine them yeah yeah and then after that just like bubble up all the way up and yeah turn three score yeah, three points i feel 10. like this I mean, would be
0: and that's kind of what i'm saying like if you play it that way where it's like i'm going to put both carved markers with my bubble crew Mm -hmm. we're going to move in the direction that you're going with your carve marker and I'm going to kill you as I score
1: or stealing your thing because like I would sacrifice models just to be like all right give me that pass it over here and then if that model didn't die that's even a bigger problem because then I'll heal him to full. he'll come back to the fold it it was just like this is stupid I'm destroying your your scrap and you're not upset I'm like yeah I don't care about the strat I just want to get the points yeah that's fair
2: Yeah, no, I I hear you. I uh, definitely think that's a valid strategy. I just prefer to do that sort of game plan with Yoko 2 or
0: Lynch. I I hear you. I I mean, Lynch is literally my second pick. Well, also, Ten Thunders is flexible enough where you could play May and maybe just flex in a model or two to run the rocks.
1: Oh, absolutely, because I'm playing Ten Thunders. That's literally my game plan is always like, all right, I need to flex a model in because it's a Ten Thunder way. I'm not, it's not even like being parody. It's so what do you like about,
0: true. uh, about Lynch though? You said that was your other one. Uh,
1: yeah. Lynch is just, you get punished for doing, uh, interaction and and I like to play Lynch with, uh, whatchamacallit, annoying, boring conversation, the worst conversation guy in the world.
0: Mr. Tannen.
1: Tannen. Yeah. Mr. Tannen. That nerd. It just, so weird. It, it cause it, it's great. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's honestly why it works for me. I, I think. I like being in a bubble crew with these two crews. And it just so happened that it, my game plan works as long as I stay alive.
0: Yeah.
2: So, so what's, they're both pretty good at doing that. Staying alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. You're, you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna die playing carve with those two heavy bubble crews. Right. Um, what's the one you don't like then? <sighs> Asami. Really? I mean, I, I'm going to try to say
1: not Asami for the next one, but like for the same reasons before, is I like to play Versus. I don't. Uh And Asami is <laughs> just not good for any of the missions in this. I do. I do. That's like fair. When, I, when I started M3, I want to say like second GG. Was, uh, I think it was second GG where it was like everybody go to the center and start murdering each other.
3: Yeah.
1: I like dropping Obsidian Oni in, like in the middle of a fight. Like, oh, everybody likes to be in the middle, Obsidian Oni and just start watching everybody cop fire, But you okay. can't do that anymore and get points. Or you can't do that as effectively and get
0: points. Uh, transitioning to me, it is also funny because I actually picked Oni as one of the ones I like into the strategy.
1: Oh my God, this is a nightmare. So no, so no, well,
0: because so like I said, Jim played the title for uh, for Homegirl for uh, uh, Sami. So right. and he played it into into this strategy into carve carve path. So it is so just ridiculous because he brought three of the yokais, which are the monkey boys, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And yep. when
0: they get a when they get a flicker token, they get to do like a three-inch place or whatever it is. Three so, inch
1: uh, leap, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Place. Yeah.
0: So her bonus Wrath of on or whatever it's called, basically you get to do a second activation, but you get three flicker tokens. So and landon and i were kind of talking about this because i think there's i wouldn't call it a debate but it's like okay does it work this way um because tokens can be argued that they go on one at a time so what was happening is jim would do the bonus onto one of the monkey boys and then that monkey boy activates activates a second time gets three flicker tokens so it gets to do one three inch place one for the other flicker token and one for the other flicker token so you have this huge displacement and mobility Mm. and the yokai also have a bonus where they can i think interact so three of those little punks running around the board pushing he had he had one of the carved markers across the midline and we were playing corner so that's just shows you the mobility and he had one of them across the midline and the other one was on the midline so it's a very fast mobile crew the most difficult thing is the thing dixon is talking about where if you suck at managing flicker tokens your stuff's just going to die on its own yeah. um so you just have to be good with that but he also brought an uh, a terracotta warrior so when one of the monkeys died it just became one again so i'm like i have three more monkeys again i'm just like he, he almost sniped out um i think it was turn two he almost sniped out Manasuva with one of these dang things because their attacks aren't terrible and you are getting a bunch of them and they're yeah. positives and they're super cheap too yeah they're like, like five points tone. so i was pretty or six points. and you also that's not even the only thing they also have the tengu so you have these birds that can also scheme pretty well uh i was pretty impressed I, let's just say that i was pretty impressed by it i think it's a good strategy for it uh lady yume she's also really solid because when things place you have to look at cards so that's always good um so yeah, if, I think if you want to do it and if you can, the, the key thing is, do, are you good at and can you manage these Flickr tokens so your stuff just doesn't die automatically?
1: Yep. Um, and just to the listener also, she has, both versions of her have ways to actually remove Flickr tokens and the models themselves, if they kill something, they yep. also remove a Flickr token. So that's what we mean by like you Managing have to be good it. at.
0: Yeah, exactly. because at the end of your activation, if you have three or more flicker tokens, your model just dies. <laughs> yep. it's, it's not at the weird. end of yeah. any activation. So if you're oh. an enemy, it,
1: yeah, that's wow. It's super annoying. Is that true? Is there? Yeah. yeah, it is true. I've used
2: it to good effect to kill my own models to deny points before.
0: Oh, that is true. Um, that is true.
2: They take an attack on your model. You get the flicker token to plus your defense. They're like, "Why did you do that?" And so they just let their attack miss, and then you know, turns out one of those was your martyr and you know, it, it, that, that works out, you know, it, it's not that you c- don't, I, I, should really clarify that comment. What had happened in that particular instance is he had already killed one of my two model, martyrs that turn. Yeah. And so if he killed the second one, I got to reveal zero points, but because I was able to kill myself, I was able to still reveal the scheme. Nice. Yep.
0: Yeah. And also with the Sami Two specifically those rift markers can be pretty good. Um, It allows for a lot of movement shenanigans, um, because I think like it's something like you can go like next to her. You can go to these rift markers when you I forget if it's charging or whatever it is, but um, pretty. I think it's placing. It's whenever you place. Pretty mobile. Let's just say that. And then uh, my second one for Carve. Okay, let me go back to Masters because I just did Oni there. (laughs) It was fun. Dude, if I was playing 10 thunders, I'm telling you, I'd give a look at Oni. They're they're pretty interesting. Um, they're definitely really fun, yeah. And then I think the other one I would do as far as that goes, I think it's just Shenlong. I think Shenlong's just stupid good at it. Um, i I mean, his minions are really good. they're fast. they they do a lot of shenanigans. You bring probably in that situation, you bring the teacher and you're getting getting a lot of value out of it. so i I just I think it's just good, so I, I would probably bring him as well. Uh, the one I wouldn't bring, hmm, this one to me, I don't know. Maybe I don't bring Misaki. I, I just, I don't know. She wants to do, I think she wants to be doing other things besides moving these rocks around. Plus she doesn't want shadow markers going away um, because shadow markers are definitely good for her to have out. So that, that would kind of be my, like shadow markers, no matter which version you play of Misaki are pretty important. So the fact that, it's, it's almost like it's a little less worse than like somebody having gravity well on top of your markers. But it's still pretty bad when a carve marker takes out all your shadow stuff. Yeah. Then you just have to kill Shang.
2: That's pretty fair. I think Misaki as a master is probably pretty good at doing all the things you want to do for carve. But I don't feel like her crew specifically does the rest of the supporting role yeah. for it. So I can agree with that. Yeah, it's yon would have been my other guess.
1: Yeah. It's doable, but like they die usually if, if they're in the middle of the table and this mission makes you want to cross the middle of the table. So I, I guess, yeah.
0: You have to cross somewhere and maybe if you're playing like a diagonal deployment, maybe Misaki's not as bad there, um, because I feel like she likes kind of going wide. So maybe, cool. but that's just kind of my general thoughts on, on her, um, Now we're getting into the part that we usually get into where we start seeing some similarities, but there are differences. Um, But we'll go ahead and do guard the stash first. So Landon, which masters are you liking into guard, the sit and get?
2: So this is one of the strategies where I actually debate whether the answer is Yoko first, because I really like Jacob Lynch at this one. And the reason is you've got like damned if you do, damned if you don't situations that you can set up with enough bubbling. To the point where if your opponent you wanna say you want to move your opponent off a card marker, right? Yep. And he's next to Tannin or Lynch with Delirium, and he's also next to like a beckoner, right? He can either let your attack hit, right? Which will either kill the model or move the model depending on what you're doing to mm-hmm. it. Or he can cheat a card, which triggers delirium, which moves his model off the cart the stash <laughs> marker. And it's like none of m- my choice doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're gonna get moved uh, whether you like it or not.
2: Yeah. So I really like him for that reason, on top of him just being a reasonably tanky, like, let's smash crews into each yeah. other and see what happens uh, type guy. Mm-hmm. My other choice, man, those are really the two choices I played to, <laughs> to guard. Um, my other choice would probably be Misaki at that point in time if I had to pick another one or Mayfang. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Mayfang's, I'm going to say Mayfang's my other choice.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think um, she's just, you know, here we are we're going to kill you because <laughs> one of the things
2: that i find really really valuable to be able to do on guard and it's one of the reasons why i like lucius on guard when i was playing guild is that you want to be able to relocate as wide as you need to be to score your strap points for the turn but then still focus mega hard on one point where your opponent's at to make sure yeah. that you know hmm. he's not getting the one guard marker he needs to score his point but you're getting everything that you need to, you know, keep scoring your iteratives, right? And, you know, that first guard marker or guard point, that's really easy to get usually, right? Like you're usually gonna get at least one, especially on like diagonal deployment, right? Maybe you can hold your opponent to zero on like a square deployment, but even that's still kind of tough.
0: Yeah, and I think also for mid to late game, just ride the rails just makes her really good at guard because you can just send a random, you know, minion you can send the little gremlin boys the survivors just ride the rails you're over there by you know that stash marker now and
2: yeah exactly that's my point like if you're one of the things that's really difficult when you're spreading out to score more than one guard marker is like they kill your one guy who is scoring you the the one in the corner Mm -hmm. right and now you just have to spend like three turns getting there with another model but with Feng, you spend one ride the rails you spend the second ride the rails and you're there you've got a replacement ready to go
0: yeah, yeah. and specifically Mayfang Foreman I mean you get to drop a scrap marker just automatically eight inches away so exactly. you just kind of like cool good. go that way
2: in in my mind if I ever say Mayfang, there isn't an original version of that master there's only the
0: title <laughs> oh come on Landon <laughs> hey, um, he's not no, he's I mean, not completely wrong she, Shut up, Dixon.
2: she was legitimately one of my picks for worst master in the game when the book came out um <laughs>
0: Which is, which is, it, which is sad because I just like the idea of this, you know, Mei Fang model, just, you know, Jackhammer kicking people in the face is just so fun to me. So
1: the big issue with her is she needed a card draw engine. So it basically meant like she had the mechanical writer attached to her keyword. But that's, that's kind of sad. There's like literally We're also hitting, in 10 thunders. So we don't yeah. have that. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's, <laughs> that's I'm not a thing about, here. <laughs> I'm talking about her in, in Arcanist, general sense. Obviously right mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you don't yeah. have that you you beat me to the punch which was you don't have that as an option nowadays if you were to play her you would need things like the card draw which are still outside of her keyword like
0: the well, ninja also, girls
1: kunoichi the I, I freaking was gonna say, Terracotta warriors and shit like that
0: with meifeng one she wants to fight and i feel like you have other masters that just fight better and more efficiently Tec- less, so technically, less intensive technically
1: her damage is like twice as good the title version but her title version is not about the damage
0: yeah but i also think the original Mei Feng is more resource and you know intense than absolutely
1: that's why you need a card engine
0: yeah. <laughs> okay so what about your not picking into guard besides Mei Feng one
2: yeah obviously um Let's see now. Who would I not pick into guard? I think the answer I'm going to hit. man, am I going to say Oni again? Or Oni. They're the um, Vicks
0: of the 10 Thunders episode. <laughs> that's so sad. I,
2: I think that I, I'd love to give another answer, but I can't think of anyone worse at uh, guard the stash at the moment, just because like, most of the things you're bringing e- are either going to be from other keywords in order to actually live long enough to stand next to car- or guard
0: markers or it's and we will talk about the all-star, you know, Oni list, live. and that might be an exception. But I think generally, yeah, right. that
2: might be an exception. Hmm. But unless you're playing that specific list, I don't think you're going to have better results than just playing any other keyword in the faction in the strategy. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, what about you, Dixon? What are you liking into uh, guard stash? So, funny enough,
1: I I, I like Yan Lo one in this one. Okay. I know I can see it yeah because yeah, yeah. it's like all about like tanking up and because of his ridiculous
0: center. pushes late game
1: <laughs> that that is like insane because like yeah I may lose turn two a point maybe but then turn three starts and then you know hell half no fury but uh the the other thing is because you get access to manos which we all know manos is insane and manos can do the whole leap, go into the back, and I own now this entire area in the back. Or he can deny the mice, or he can deny, you know, he's manos. He's just disgusting. So that's one, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, the second one is Wastro for pretty much the same reasons, but uh that was that's my answer usually because I love you Pete, you already know that I love McCabe but uh yeah I, I don't know if it's if i would do that or i would do instead Honeypot and just add in knifey guy
2: Knifey <laughs> guy
1: i desperate
2: that could be a lot of people oh Desper. okay oh. Who did you
1: oh okay the grappling hooks What i think of first yeah. when i think of desperate <laughs> yeah no, you're right you're right i should i should actually have you said grappling that, hook
0: I, that gives us a way better clue did that grappling hook i don't understand how it i just get pissed off because dixon just he'll just run up out of nowhere and just pickpocket yeah. soul stones just to troll the crap out of me. I'm it's just like, not trolling, it like, is he... I was like, why don't you go do something useful? Go score points and leave my henchman alone. My god, that is an absolutely oh awesome strategy. You have no I resources, I have Dash all of them. Two, and
2: I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, it's desperate, whatever. And he starts like pickpocketing my <laughs> sergeant and I'm
0: like, what are you doing? He only has enough money. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get paid that much. He's borrowing He's that. He's enlisted, man, leave him alone. Uh. Good that on. is so good yeah. you know the
1: best thing is whenever they have soulstone cash on a model that has defense four. Oh, so good go. it's you. so good yeah
2: that was one of the ways i dealt with peacekeeper back in the day <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny oh no, man dude. but yeah no the grappling hood having you're coming with me is disgusting in my opinion it's like the best thing about the the model but i don't know that and, and eating soulstones out of people Beep uh, seems to think that that's a troll and not a valid strategy. You're, you're
0: a troll. You, you, there's like 10 other things you have options to do, but you're going to come nah. over here and pickpockets. If you stones, don't have soul stones, like savage... you cannot
1: guarantee crap.
0: <laughs> uh, what's the keyword that you wouldn't bring, though? Uh,
1: okay, so I'm not going to say Asami because I've been saying
0: that forever. Poor Asami, poor Oni. <laughs> so
1: I'm, I'm going to say Monk. I'm going to say Monk because honestly, I am still figuring out how to keep them alive. Outside of, like, you know, Sensei Yu, I, I just have problems keeping them alive.
0: Okay.
2: I'd say spicy, but I think that was my second pick. Sorry. So I I think I agree. Um, I do want to ask you a question, though, because the, the two that you, you listed, you know, you, Jan Lowe and McCabe, mm-hmm. it felt like you really value getting to those back guard the stash markers. Am I right?
1: I do. I wish, I wish they actually were valued that high but the mission doesn't even call for that it's kind of annoying
2: okay it's because you know when you're saying you know you've got manos to leap behind them and like pick up that piece of the field right Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself that your plan is to like you know just get past the center line and make them come back
1: where it's to stop scoring the center but is that not yeah okay no no no. that is it's a double because I don't I don't try to do the one thing for a single reason there's there's a resource thingy, which is why I like st- stealing soulstones. Because again, if you have low resources or no resources, then I can actually do things and you can't, uh, so on and so forth. Like I try to layer it up, and one of the yeah, one of the thing. easiest things to layer is split focus. When you make it so that your opponent has something in the back of their own forces, they well, unless you know, Manos mistakes. isn't
0: easy to kill, so they turn around to go deal yeah. with them, and it's like okay, but good, yeah, but good in luck. the
1: in in faction you can have access to manos you have access to uh desperate you have access to uh there's one more t- jesus come on bring you probably know this but i want
2: sounds very much in the same
1: class of the models you're yeah. talking about yeah that's not who i was thinking about but that is absolutely true she's in the same class <laughs>
2: So my, my follow-up question to you is, that sounds like it's a very powerful strategy on square deployments. Does your answer change at all when you move to diamond deployments and there's four of those markers on the center line?
1: No, because he actually do the exact same thing, but on a larger a flank. Cause he, yeah, because he can either go to a flank or just keep going to the back. Uh, the, the the way that I build the crew may change if we're doing corner deployment. That is absolutely true. Okay. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's, it's like, there's like a flow. If you get to the deployment, but they haven't actually left the deployment, that's a mistake, in my opinion. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the two that I'm gonna go with, is I think I'm also gonna go with Mei Fang, just because I, I just think that she's good at fighting, she's good at sitting in an area, and then ride the rails is just good for snagging the back one when you need to. But I mean, honestly, you could probably just fight it out in the middle and just, you know, Win the day that way
1: nobody uh, expects the random metal gamin <laughs> to teleport all the way to the opponent's uh,
0: yeah or the uh, survivor right thing. the survivor just running around doing things
1: or a survivor yeah
0: yep and then uh i actually kind of like misaki in this one just because there's some good two inch reach uh that's more for covert but it's more for there's you have the obey version of misaki which is good and i was surprised i played against i think it was you dixon who played this obey version And i was just i was surprised how many just of those stupid shadow markers you can put down with that version of it i love Um, it (laughs) but even obey but even that i think just misaki 2 is just kind of good fighting in an area um she can hit and run so you know she doesn't necessarily want to stick just on one specific one but she has some beefy enough stuff to really make you pay when you come into areas plus i think she might be one of those ones that's better maybe in the diagonal deployments, just because she can kind of spread out a little bit there. Yeah. So um,
1: depending on, on matchup, I think that the title uh, can be a very good answer because I can bury my stuff and I can obey your stuff. Yeah. So I think it's actually worth.
0: Yeah, I think I would be leaning more towards the title version for this pool specifically. Um, just because of exactly that, where you can, like, bury and unbury stuff. And then you can also obey people out of areas. Um, and she just has some neat tricks. Like, I, I haven't played her a lot personally, but i played against her enough time where she's definitely a different type of Obey Master. Like, she plays a little yeah. different, and it's kind of cool the way she does it. So
1: Yeah. After the Lone yeah. Star Fold Down, I even told you that I was going to start focusing on on Ten Thunders, and she was going to be one of the first masses I was going to dedicate to. Yeah
2: yeah you know i'm really glad to hear you guys saying kind things about misaki too because i have a lot of things to say about the <laughs> title and none of them are kind i'm
1: sorry to hear um, that, man. i'm, I'm a, you're not alone uh lands danger pants in in the forums he has said the exact same thing he's not happy he's like misaki one is everything she's the best I was like, yeah
0: and i think i would probably honestly i think that's where more of the power is but i think Anytime you can obey stuff off of things, which is kind of where we are in this GG that might have some legs in it, but you know, if Jesse was here, he bonus
2: action is amazing for this. Yeah. Jesse would tell me what's what for sure.
0: And then, so obviously I think the one that I'm not going to take into this. Hmm. I honestly, I'm looking at all these names and they all look pretty decent to me. So I I guess I'm going to go with Oni just because you blow yourself up too much and then you don't have anything to stand around. I mean, that seems like what happens, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So last one that we have is Co or not? Yeah, it's covert. Yeah, covert ops. So Landon, what do you like into covert ops? Is it a lot of the same, or you like something different here?
2: Well, if there was one that I was going to say, Yoko absolutely has to be the pick for. It'd probably be covert ops. I think she's probably actually the best at covert of all the strats. Yeah. Um mostly for the activation control like we said. But it's for that reason I segue into saying Misaki might be my second pick if she's not my third. Yeah. Oh wow. Because you get to hire Jin who gets you that activation control. So right? So not only does Jin give you activation control, he also heavily restricts how your opponent's allowed to score it. Because if he's picking a minion to score it, you just unbury Jin, his minions in your deployment zone you get your strap point on Jin that turn and you just you know it it's like he wrote you a check (laughs) yeah Um, so that part is just like perfect but then Misaki is herself amazing at being on one spot of the board i.e that one really annoying covert point in the corner that you never want to send a model to because it won't do anything for the rest of the game getting that and killing whoever your opponent sent to go do that in the same turn and then being on the other half of the board where she needs to be to actually play the game, like that's a very powerful thing that Misaki does is. and always has been for the entire edition. But this strategy really rewards that particular ability. Yeah, I add. think
0: she's even better into covert because, and plus it, she, I think she has two inch reach, right? So she can also deny pretty well. She has two
2: inch reach. Ototo has bill inch reach. Yep. If you're crazy enough to hire Bill, I say crazy like I would say do it Bill most inch reach instead of
0: two inch reach.
2: i might have i mean so bill's got a two inch reach too um so you can hire like three two inch reach models if you don't hire any of her like you know crime bosses or whatever yes uh and just really have a crew that excels at scoring the strat and making your opponent's life miserable while having the activation control to ensure you always do Don't crime
0: bosses have laugh off too
2: they do do, but you really honestly they also just die that's how you move them Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely uh, we, put the
0: de- we put the dead condition on them yeah,
2: yeah which is why I think I would usually take Bill as opposed to like a crime boss it's just good but
1: you know yeah he's good it's like I think it's like uh two points more and he's like for two points yeah, you get like three times the survivability
2: not only that but he also comes with a baked in not even a trigger on his melee just a baked in two inch push get off of my marker <laughs> that's um, true <laughs>
1: Oh, it doesn't even have to because like this is the mission where two inch reach just beats out of like half the things in the game.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But the the whole point is like if they come and hug you, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, now neither of
1: us are scoring. You just hit them once. and yeah. You're like, no, uh-huh. I'm scoring. Get away from me. Uh-huh. I agree with you. Yeah, 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 I agree with um, I just, yeah, it's this is an additional one was just that.
0: What's your uh what's yeah. the other one that you like into Covert?
1: yeah um so
2: exempting Yoko I just wanted to emphasize that she was really good here (laughs) probably Lynch for a lot of the reasons I like him in guard but since I've already talked about Lynch if I had to pick another one um mm, no it's probably just Lynch
1: yeah oh yeah this is actually kind of very curious if you pick the same negative we're sharing the same <laughs> this is a mission where we, we share the same two brain cells that's kind of dumb <laughs> what's I, your negative yeah.
2: oh my negative let's let's see what would be my negative for covert
0: Say it ain't so not um, oni not again yeah, it's not oh uh,
2: i'm really close
1: to saying it um <laughs> okay if you say that but... yeah that that was not it but like if you said it I told you man the
0: vix of the uh of the tenth have been very disappointed
1: <laughs> oh no because like this is the this is one of the missions that i was like no, Oni's fine i'm just running down
2: in my head what i would play and i would definitely play ancestor into it i would definitely consider mei Feng. she's probably not my first choice but i wouldn't say she's a bad choice for a lot of the reasons i liked misaki into it Hmm. um oni i start scratching my head monk i kind of like just because deadly pursuits a pretty decent rule for it um
1: i guess at the end of the turn i
2: haven't played enough story to have an opinion there so i think i'm going to go with oni
1: so (laughs) so yeah I mean, I shouldn't say that we share the same brain cell, so, because like everything that you said about Honeypot, I love, but I I know it in my heart of hearts I would still go with Young Lowell before I go with Honeypot, and I would go with McCabe, which is what I play against Pete Odd in this mission, for pretty much everything that he already <laughs> he it's a two treach, sh- which he taught me about. It. I was like, oh yeah, two treach sh- is like the best because he did it with Dasher a lot, so then it started. Looking for ways to do it in my keywords and McCabe, McCabe mm-hmm. with uh, I uh, call it the Jorogumo,
0: yeah, is super gross yep. in this
1: mission. Just bring double Jorogumo,
0: access. just go to town. Yeah, and you have that access to neat.
1: cheap uh, <laughs> both the Monkey King and I forget uh, the Desper Monkey King so good. Oh, yeah, you just put them outside of keyword. Doesn't matter. And the Monkey King and uh, Desperado both have very good jobs. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So you're also going oni with bad, huh? No,
1: no, no, no. That's I said. The only difference is that well, the only two differences, I guess. Yeah. So I agree with him on the Misaki thing. That's uh, just kind of gross. Yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, wastrels for the second keyword. Uh, bad keyword. I. It's not that I hate this Good. keyword. No, I'm not gonna say uh, only you're wrong, sir. (laughs) It's like I personally don't like Shenlong in this. Okay. I think monks are too squishy. But granted, deadly pursuit is one of the abilities that makes like the best difference in this mission. Yeah. So maybe I'm just strictly wrong because of that. I, because mean, I've seen, I mean, they do I've die. Seen... I mean,
0: anytime I've played against Monk, I'm just like, all right, let's kill all these all these students. And I pretty much always play it the same where it's like, all right, Shenlong's going to do his thing. Let me just kill everything else. I hate that. Of so question. I think the,
2: the difference is you just got to play a, a bit cagier of a game with Monk than you probably do with other models. Yeah. But the reason why I think that's okay in Covert, where it might not be okay in Guard, is that you don't have to hold more than one point of the board at a time. Yeah, has got to snake one. And after you sneak it up, you don't have to be alive anymore, right? So you can save your 13 or whatever for the one attack your opponent's going to get to try and kill your Wandering River Monk. Make sure that misses. And then if he attacked you, great, you butterfly jump out, you're scoring the strat. If he, you know, if you're still engaged, great, you have deadly pursuit, you're still scoring the strat. And if he kills you after you're done scoring your strat point, you don't have a token, you don't care. Yeah. Um, and then just the rest of the keyword has a lot of ways to move enemy models. If he's showing you where his covert things are, you know, as we just <laughs> oh, said, the wandering river monks, you're probably already taking, they have their, you know, wind blast since he, you, has his wind blast, your totems and your master have ways to push things.
0: Speaking of that land where I was playing sand deep and I was playing Lance and he was playing Chen long and we had this huge battle because I activated the ice golem and I put up blizzard and the mm-hmm. whole rest of the turn was him wind blasting it back, me pushing it back with Sandeep. And it was this like tug of war on who's in the hazardous <laughs> AOE. Gotcha. Fun.
2: That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think if you play cage, you know, if you'll score all your points and you have a reasonable amount of chances to just try and deny between your master stuff and a bunch of other like wind windblasts in the keyword. Yeah. Um, like, if you just, you know, slam rocks together, I think you'll probably lose most games you play as Shenlong. Yeah, yeah, be a little more tactical strat.
0: about it, for sure.
1: Yeah, it might just be, you know, one of the keywords I just can't make work with my playstyle, and I have to force myself to, to be change. be fair,
0: Dixon, your playstyle is something else. Like, you you a lot of times you are straight up like, I'm going to go wham, and then I'm going to score my points, and then I'm going to win the day.
2: If you're going to do that strategy, you can do that with Shenlong, but what you got to do is you just got to like take a smoke break on turn (laughs) one and load up your Charm Warders. And you know, once your Charm Warders have two focus and like four chi and fast from Sensei Yu, there's very few things in the game they can't kill you'll find.
1: Uh, Um, Repetitive. The way that I deal with them is I just keep attacking them until they run out of chi. But yeah, you are right. There's very little you can do to take them down.
0: All right. Well, honestly, I think the biggest difference between what I think is I also think McCabe specifically the tomb Delver yep. super good. Like I said, bring a couple of Gumo, bring whatever you like, and just kind of just yep. deny with two inch reach and just kind of kill what you want and score points where you want. And he's definitely, he's definitely my favorite master. I think for that, uh, I, I'm not going to add more to the Misaki talk, but I also think just the two inch <laughs> reach, uh, the crime bosses do have laugh off. So if you think your opponent's not going to go hard to the pain on damage, maybe you can get away with that. Um, and then, it's interesting. yeah, and the mobility that she just has is ridiculous with Misaki. So like, like you were saying, Landon, she just kind of hops over there, gets it, comes back in and starts, you know, yes. either murking stuff or just denying with her two inch reach. If the mission
1: um, yeah. is is this is actually something that i saw lance do if the mission is corner or or what you call a flank uh diagonal if the mission is diagonal you can pretty much see who's going to be the lonely model that's going to go to one of the sides you see every, and both she sides is
0: just just runs a random model out to it.
1: Yeah, because you see that, like, yeah. you don't have that many models, and like one or two models will go to like a random direction, and then she just goes chow and nothing is gone. It's just like, all right, well, oh, I guess. I just
2: felt so bad. It, so I'm thinking to my captain count experience from this year. I actually Scorpius, Star and Thunder, Ten Thunders for that. Mm. And uh, you know, corner covert is exactly where I dropped Masaki, and my opponent, he was. I was a Thunders mirror. He's playing Yoko two, and he just runs this tiny little Terracotta Warrior <laughs> over to the corner for like three turns thinking, all right, the Terracotta Warrior is not going to be sniped out by Masaki," And he finally makes it there at like the end of turn three. And I just unbury Jin, oh. And he's like, oh, right. That's what Jin oh, does. Oh, back yeah. to the support. I'm just like, I'm so sorry, man. Yeah. But yeah, that's what Jin does.
1: Yeah. And not only that, oh. Jin can take, well, if you're, this is only for playing the second version. But yeah, yeah. Jin, Jin coming out and ruining somebody's day, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah in the second
2: version you can also just rebury him and have him do it again <laughs> that, that's what i mean like if you were playing the title but like yeah. this is
1: one of the missions that like the first version of Misaki is just so dang good literally because of yeah. that like it's just the nature of the mission and how we play the game there's only going to be one or two models going to one of those sides and then all of a sudden gone
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and i am going to pick oni probably because i'm just looking at all these keywords and i think oni just has the biggest I wouldn't say skill disparity, but I think if you are really not good at managing those tokens and you put your models in a bad situation, hmm. it's going to be rough for you to kind of stay and do your thing. That being said, bringing two Jorgumo, two Jorgumo isn't terrible. Um, just kind of setting up that kind of like, Hey, extended reach, try to deal with these.
1: Yep. And this um, is the keyword for them
2: to come in cheap. I feel like that's the why I really want to see someone like pilot, the Oni list that we were talking about earlier in this GG, just because like a lot of us, you know, maybe not for every pick that we had, but a lot of, Oni came up a lot in conversation today and not in like a good way. Um,
0: Yeah, so just so so everybody's kind of following, I'll share this list real quick and we can kind of talk about what we like about it because it is Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. So it's basically a list that I think is accredited to the Russian players is where I think this is coming from, the Vassal world. Yeah. Um, but it's a Sami one, so it's not the title you get the little totem, which is fine. You bring a Toto out of keyword, you bring Gweneth out of keyword and you bring Monaco out of keyword. And then you bring Lady Yume. There's two terracotta warriors. And then I, th- I think, that's, I think it. that's it. I'm looking at the other stuff. I think that's stuff Jim summoned. So, but Me. basically you have a pretty stocky list here and you have a toto who can help you summon stuff with minoko ray so you're getting those little paper things to run around and uh, then of course asami can just summon what she needs Joragumo or whatever else and you're drawing a crap ton of cards with um, with gwyneth so I don't, I don't know what yes. do you think of this list landon you're the 10 thunder player
2: Yeah, so, like, when it got posted, I was pretty interested in it. Not in, like, a I think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread type thing, but I wonder how this really works in the current GG. Because in any other GG, I would definitely, you know, slam this on the table and say, all right, I really want to, you know, get this going and see how it works. Because, you know, it has all the bare bones of what you need to make a list work. You've got Beef, because, you know, you've got a Toto and Gwyneth who are not the easiest models to kill. I have my own, you know asterisks to put on both of those models survivability for sure (laughs) um but at the very least they're you know nine wounds ten wounds henchmen that you can keep alive um so like they don't go down super easy you have a bunch of cards that you get off of you know you get two for your terracotta warriors you get a number greater than two usually with Maddox You know, you're seeing a bunch with Deja Vu if you're going that route, or otherwise, at the very least, you're usually getting two off your bonus. You're seeing a lot Um, of cards with Lady Yume, too. Yeah, that's the thing that I think is supposed to really grease the wheels that I haven't seen in action yet. But the fact that when you're summoning things, you're pitching theoretically weeks from the top of your deck. If you take the hit with your Terracotta Warriors, you're pitching things from the top of your deck, which helps out the squishier Lady Yume in the whole not dying thing. Uh, Because one of the issues I had when I was trying out my, uh, you know, go round the uh, faction with the thunders once burns hit was that Yume was not a tanky model. Um, And she needed to stick around in dangerous places to get value. But Yume also draws a card. So like the fail case of this list is you drew five cards with your models without really doing much. Um, And that's a lot when it comes to trying to find your 13 to summon and that kind of hits the last nail that not locks them together for me is that one of the issues i had when i was running asami one to begin with was that you had a lot of tn's you wanted to hit during her activation you know you had a mother's love for the f- focus and flicker removal yep. you had the summon and then you usually wanted to push something right yep. uh and so like that's three not inc- inconsequential tns that you'd always need to hit and then you had to have cards left over to actually kill things yeah <laughs> um And so Enlistless kind of tries to answer that question and it also just keeps you with a steady supply of beef with like, uh, you know, the Katashiro summons.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And when I I played against it, it, Jim saw a ton of cards. I mean, because you can deja vu your own models, So you can like, you know, pitch a low crow to get that going. Uh, so he saw a lot that way. There was a lot of places. So you're getting to see a lot of cards that way. I had a lot of flying stuff. And stuff that place, so he got to see more cards with that. Um, granted, they, I think when I placed, it's my cards, but still, that's 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 a thing. Uh, and it, it just was really interesting because you all of a sudden get a Gumo getting thrown down down the pipe. You have those paper warriors going to score breakthrough, which is what happened on ours. And then Oni are also getting summoned and putting out fire and damage. And then you just have these kind of you know tanky front line with a Toto who can kind of you know, get up there and just kind of hold his own. So I do see kind of the value of the list and the engines are pretty strong. The thing I think it struggles with is it wants to engage in certain ways. And if you don't engage it the way you want, or if you start taking out the engines, it really starts to struggle. Like I took out Lady Yume, so that kind of hurt the engine a little bit. And then I started spreading the list apart a little bit. So I think I took out a Toto and then that engine's gone. Uh, Gwyneth then died and that engine's gone. So it's just.
2: Yeah, I don't think any individual piece of it is all that strong, right? Like the whole list is this one giant blob of synergy that all kind of like works together to get the gears going. But yeah, it's like you said, if you start picking that apart, it it gets tough. And the reason why I think you probably had so much success, you said you were playing Sandeep, right?
0: And I told Jim that, that because no. Jim was testing it out. And I was like, honestly, Jim, if I wasn't playing Sandeep, you would have a better time. Because we got to turn four and he hadn't killed them all yet. Um, gotcha. And I was just, we were playing Cursed. And I was just like, honestly, Jim, you know, because anytime you engage something or it looked like that's, that's where you wanted to be, I just, I took the piece away from you. And, you know, also I brought Cassandra. So I was able to put shielding and healing up. And I was, you know, using the Wind Golem and Gammon to move stuff out of the way. And it was just, it, it's tough. I mean, you really have to kind of, when you go into Sandeep in Cursed, you kind of have to try to blow the model up in one go. Otherwise, it's either not going to be there or it's going to have a little bit to help it survive.
1: Yeah, you can't really like, yeah, there's that
0: and there's the fact
2: that I think Sandeep does a really excellent job at chipping at Terracotta Warriors. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of the protection of that list comes from to try and get that redundancy of you can try to kill my stuff, but you have to eat through three attacks of terracotta yeah. first. But when you've got stuff like
1: collision <laughs> on your winning golem to just like cheat the Oh,
0: Dixon's so good with that today. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I picked, still, It was a really good game, but it was like... I, yeah, I picked up, what's her face? Uh, Hildegard, whatever her name is. Hildy, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. picked her up, I slammed her down with Collision, and then it was end-event steam, so it was just like, boom, boom, boom! just. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And and he hit for moderate,
1: so she took five damage from three different sources. It was, yeah. it was super gross. That
0: yeah, was fun. It was a good time
2: yeah you know i didn't even get to talk about it but you know that that kind of play right there that wing golem asshole, mm-hmm. that's another reason why i think you're underrating shen long because you that's get fair. to play the wing golem and that model is excellent it is. yeah no
1: i don't disagree with that it's just that's why i specified
0: i don't hate this keyword i just i just can't make it survive yeah and i think there's a difference yeah. between like and, and i think that's a good point as we kind of go and if you go back and listen to the other ones we've done is i think there's a difference between us saying we don't pick that crew and saying that keyword is unplayable because as we just kind of shared with this oni list i don't think oni's unplayable i think that you could build a list and even not this list but you could build something that works for you and yep. you might do very well with it whereas i might try to play monks and just totally suck it up so yeah yeah and, and we've
2: mentioned it hey, there's a, couple a reason of- yoko To only has a 50 win rate so uh, we, we'll talk about that in a <laughs> yeah, second doesn't always work for everybody but i
1: want to clarify again i mean not clarify but like point out we yeah. have been talking about the jorogumo in a very positive light yeah they're super good in their oni so like it's not that the keyword doesn't have good models because there's a bunch i'm in Osaka. it's another oni <laughs> asami can just summon
0: these dang jorogumos out of the void and it's just like yep. terrifying when you see one of those come out and just go at you it's terrifying so if you have it in your head you know,
1: that you can actually summon these models and make them work and get the points go for it but in our hands so far they just don't get the points
2: it, it's reminding me a lot of a rhetoric i used to have around the at start of the edition where i talked a lot of shit about yoko one but i really really loved most of the models in her keyword right yeah. and so i'd take them out of keyword or whatever and you know all it took was like the stars to align on like you know the right nerf the right buff or just like the right strategy. And then now suddenly I think, you know, Ki and Gong is one of the best things we got in the game. Maybe not necessarily the you know Pretty original good. Yoko 1. But, right. you know, all the models are there. Yep.
1: Yeah. Very unfortunate that the boss for Yoko 1 did not actually get her to the table. Oh, uh, what That's is that stupid... Uh... So I have something
2: to say yep, about that. Ahead. But the reason is that Yoko 1 didn't get to the table isn't that Yoko 1 got a good kit. Because I feel like she got a good kit the reason because I played her a very very small amount before Malifaux Burns came out okay and I really liked you know this engine I got going with her where I would hire you know a low river monk to give distracted to so that I could get two pass tokens with we own you but still get some value out of the free action I was getting then I would take you know um this model out of Kitty Dumont out of keywords to start pushing things up the board and you know then I would take something to draw a bunch of cards and then Yoko 2 came out and I realized that all of those models that 20 30 stones of engine I was hiring in order to enable these really great alpha strikes with Bill and Hinamatsu yeah all came in one tiny package located on the title card
1: <laughs> yeah I mean that's not that's so
2: like yeah she had a really good game plan it's just like they made it easier to do so you just take the easy way out and play the title I did
0: uh I did want to ask just real quick and this is just kind of a quick side note before we get into some of the stats that Dixon's going to pull up here if you want (laughs) to if you want to put those into the uh the stat chat over there but I I have seen this model and it's kind of I think it's iconic looking but you never see it so I just wanted your thoughts on this real quick Landon so this is obsidian statue oh the baby the the little stone obsidian baby statue it looks cool and i like the idea of it but you never see it i see it they had to package
2: this thing with three terracotta warriors to try and sell it that's my opinion on this model this model is bad (laughs) you think that this model is bad (laughs) i think this model is trash garbage oh my
1: god you never see it
0: dude it's got to be bad
1: i mean i see That's so
2: sad. Look, look, defense 3, no hard to wound. That's just where I'm going to... I'm just going to drop that right there.
0: <laughs> Enforcer can't use stones. No, I mean, Nine stones. it's 8 wounds. If,
1: the, if, specifically, the armor 2 doesn't keep him alive... The like armor 2 and the shielding doesn't keep him alive, he, he's bad. He's real bad. He doesn't get shielded. No, he doesn't get a base, but uh, I played this in Mayfang, and I actually love him. You're
2: wasting an AP to give him shielded? I mean... I give him two Because he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> get it
1: from, like, you know, just the base thing. I know. Again, I am but loving this model. if you're giving him you shielded, you can't give it to the Gammon. The Gammon are not as good as this thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is absolutely false. A Gammon is going to do the same amount of
0: damage as this guy. Yeah, this model, this model is weird, Dixon. It's just a weird Oh, model. it's super
1: weird, but I am in love with this model. And I play him, I feel I'm like, having
0: a blast. I feel like this is kind of like... You trying to make Killjoy work? This seems like the Killjoy of Ten Thunders no. if it wasn't Yasunori. No, no, I no, think no, no, Killjoy's no. got way more than the this Obsidian thing Statue.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm, I made this thing work. I mean, granted, I would wish that the Breath of Fire was stat 6. True. Fair. That's like the one thing that I <laughs> look at this model that's bad. Literally, it's the only thing that I look at this model and go,
0: why? Like, literally, it's the only
1: thing. Other I think than it,
0: that, I think I, for, I think it's just too expensive when I'm looking at it. No, dude, like... I don't. Know, I'll play against you as soon as oh, we finish with the Lone Star GT. I definitely scrap. okay. Yeah, so yeah. did you only? I, I don't know how you get this to work. Did you only play this with Mayfang? Absolutely, that's it. I, no well, because I was gonna say, thing. I I think maybe the healing for scrap markers right, keeps right. it alive. Maybe. Nah,
2: was, I think this. What is it that you like about this that you wouldn't like about a samurai? I uh, I mean, literally the fact that he healed himself
1: back up. Like that's it. But a samurai does that. No. Not as good. They do. They have Juggernaut. I know know he has Juggernaut. I'm saying it's not as good. This thing does it for literally nothing. He's just like, bonus action. I'm back to full. I'm like, this is the best thing ever.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But it's only movement five, so you got to have some way to move it around. Like, I see what you're saying. Like, three, four, six is nothing to, like, snuff at. But honestly, you kind of already, if you're doing this speaking specifically for Mei Fang, yeah. You already have the metal golem that does basically uh, this with a positive.
2: You already have the metal gammon which does basically this. It's just stat 4 and half the points. He
0: doesn't have breath of fire. You like breath of fire, huh? I like the option. Look, I both. love breath of fire. Yeah, I love I love the option. It's an
2: amazing action. Mm-hmm. But stat five, Breath of Fire. If I wanted to hire a model for Breath of Fire, I would just hire the Dawn Serpent, and I don't like the Dawn Serpent.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, it has a
1: stat six at least. I like the Dawn Serpent as well for a different reason. But honestly, this is yeah, these are this is one of my guilty pleasures when I'm playing my Fang. Hey, there's nothing the wrong Christmas with
0: that, Dixon. You can put the uh, the Obsidian Baby down. It's cool. Yeah, it's good. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> it can be your guilty pleasure, but yeah. you cannot convince me this is a good model. Okay,
1: so fair i cannot say that the, the funny thing is that i've made him work but so many people so many people have told me that that I, I feel that this is the same as bad juju and objectively when i looked at bad juju Bad juju only has like two but i like bad juju <laughs> right right no 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 again bad juju has like an action that defense three is pretty rough. One action. but see
0: that's the thing like the defense on bad juju is bad like this yeah but bad juju has regen and he has the ability and he's planted roots and he has the ability to come this back. Has you know. That's
2: like
1: playing. Ha- this guy has laugh oh, off on armor too. Sure. Yeah. So there's ways to keep him alive, especially because like you have. If, access if he had to some kind out of, out of demise
0: war. that helped him stay alive, I'd probably agree with you. But just armor, I don't think is going to do it. I like setting things on fire while he's around. <laughs> I like fire. Fire makes it makes it. No, I'm serious, but, dude. You hey, can... l- listen, Dixon. I'm glad you have fun with it. It's it's fine. Like if you deliver yeah. this thing, like it's gonna do some work, but I mean movement yes. five on a wide board, like it's tough. I get it. I get. It. I, like
1: I if I'm willing to like play this <laughs> when we when when after the the Lone Star GT. Right now, I'm trying to like get back into being decent at the very least competitively.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get uh, so, into these stats though. So, Landon, just your general feelings. Uh, you can click on the link to kind of see what Dixon pulled up with it. But how do you yes. think 10 thunders are doing landon as far as like just competitive play in gg3
2: um i'd say they're doing probably pretty well like i uh don't have very many complaints uh we had, we had a bit of a rough patch competitively i think with the last like balance patch in general hmm. but we've ironed out a lot of that i think with the latest patch there's still you know some things they'll scratch my head on okay but uh Overall, I think we were in a decent spot before, and I think we're probably in one of the top three masters in the game slots with Yoko right now. So really, uh, I, I, I can't say we're doing badly.
0: I agree, Yoko is a really strong master. Why do you think she her win percentage is like is hurting? Because when you look at it, she's below fifty percent, and we're saying she's really good. So what do you think's the disparity there? So
2: that one's really hard for me to say my my first impression is that past tokens are harder for newer players to try to figure out how to leverage and maybe that's just part of the stats but you know there's a lot of things where i feel like in order to play yoko 2 effectively it requires so much on having a solid basis of fundamentals because yoko 2's crew she doesn't have like ways to just score points like a lot of other crews might like you don't have your model that just leaps to where it needs to go, right? Yep. You have to either hire out a keyword for that, or you know, hmm. you just have to hire out a keyword if you want something that's like that, right? harder. And I don't usually do that.
1: You're saying that it's harder to translate your abilities into points. Yeah,
2: you don't have anything that lets you cheat, so to speak. So you have to score your points by just walking and interacting for the most part, or just like playing the strategy as it's written out. Um, so yeah like Shenlong, you have leaping with river monks who are just going to like interact leap interact and like give you additional like leverage or you know uh, tempo to try and just like score points more quickly or ways to just kind of get ahead in the game in that way okay and whereas with yoko the ways you get ahead are you leverage last activation in order to predict what your opponent's points are so that they don't score their points. Right. That's already a skill that you need to develop pretty keenly in order to use past tokens effectively. Right. Cause if I get last activation and I just let you have your points, I'm not leveraging pass tokens. Right.
0: I think it's, it's one, and I think this is the same way for 10 thunders in general, I think 10 thunders are one of the better factions on. We have a lot of answers and. If you're a higher caliber player, it's a lot of things that you can reach for to help you, especially in a tournament in those high, high level tables, right? So, but if you're a newer player, you're probably staying a little more in keyword and yeah, that's good. But 10 Thunders, I think, excel at pulling stuff out of keyword specifically to answer.
2: Yes. Absolutely. I think Dixon said it earlier where, you know, it's not even a joke. It's just a fact of playing 10 Thunders. You you go grab the best model. You don't grab the one that's in your yep. keyword. And I think the perfect example for this, for me, is, you know, when I play against Nephilim and I'm playing Yoko two, I will never, ever drop Hinamatsu on the yeah. table. Because if I'm doing two to you and you're doing one back to that's me, bad. that is not a good bad trade. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's um, like
1: she may hit you six well, times, like, but that's something. three damage to her. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I'll, like, I'll slot in Sadir or something. You just have to know when or where to make those you know, cuts in the faction in order to play an effective list. But that's all where I get back to. Like You have to have a lot of game knowledge, a lot of fundamentals. And like the reason why she works so well is because whatever you do always works. Mm. But if you don't know what to do, she doesn't really give you a lot of advice <laughs> on what you're supposed to be that doing. That is
0: true. She doesn't have anything on her card that's like, I want to be doing this. It's more like, you can move models and you get past yeah, she- tokens and...
2: I think almost the incentive, she, the guide rails she gives you on her MasterCard are almost more distracting from what <laughs> your game plan needs to be. Because she she tells you, oh, if you get distracted on your enemy models, you get to do all these things. Right. And in the list I usually play with her, there's two models that give distracted. There's Yoko too, if you get too close to her or the totem. Right. And there's Hinamatsu, who sometimes gives it to you with the bonus action, yeah. and that's it.
1: Honestly, that was the biggest trap when I was playing her. I lost like the first six games trying to get people distracted and it's just now kind of a trap. Because like what you guys are talking about, uh translating things usually is called the gimmick. Uh she doesn't really have a like her gimmick is to allow you to basically have the timing control. You're like, Okay, I'm gonna do things now and I'm gonna have these cards because reasons. Like that's her gimmick, quote unquote, right? But like you said, only good players know what to do with that kind of gimmick. It's not like me playing first mate, which is I'm going to leave behind this building and then I'm just going to go away from you. Like, that's a gimmick that is super easy for everybody to understand. Yeah. I wanted to actually point that out. What do you think is the difference? Like, there are two masters that have over 100 games, and I was going to ask you, because one of them has a 67% rate, which is Shenlong 1, and the other one is Misaki, which is 51%. Now, based on what you said with Yoko, I'm assuming that you think that those two masters, they have a gimmick that is more natural to them. We talked about Misaki, so I understand that one. And I think the reason why she's a 51%, my opinion is she is a known factor. Now, I don't know if you agree with that or not.
2: I don't disagree. I think Misaki is definitely like the poster child of the faction where like you're like, oh, I'm gonna go buy Ten Thunders, and you go pick up Misaki, yep. and then you play a million games with her while you're trying to figure out how the game works. And she's got like a reasonable baseline. She's got an understandable gimmick that you know has strong play patterns to it, and she'll just like get you started on playing Malifaux pretty well. Um, if you want to ask me what the difference between her and Shenlong One is, is I I wonder you know Long Longqing's data obviously takes into account Malifaux burns uh not Malifo burn sorry Madness of Malpho. and there's this really cool thing you could do with with uh, Shenlong one and Koji in Madness of Malpho. oh my God, no. God I forgot anymore. about uh, that anymore that right? probably picks you <laughs> up to that 67% win rate during the time these games Thank you. yeah yeah if since patched it out but uh that that was I you forgot. know one of my top masters in the game while it was there and i don't think it ever should have existed so, so
1: very very fast <laughs> as a reminder can you tell the listeners how that works just well worked worked, worked sure worked. It. So, used to used to work at the time the
2: wandering river upgrade allowed you to drop scheme markers rather than place them which essentially the game treats as a new object being placed on the table a new scheme marker yeah. And protection money, which can be found on several 10 Thunders models, notably Koji, who also comes with the ability to make the scheme markers, uh, gives you a card every time an enemy scheme marker is dropped, Uh, you know, essentially a new scheme marker is put on the table that is an enemy one. So Koji could at the time shoot your own models to put out enemy scheme markers. Which would draw you a card for every protection money you had in the crew. Aww. Which, in my opinion, the correct number was two one for Koji and a single Lotus Eater. But in the most obnoxious iteration of the list, could be as many as five, right? And you're thinking, oh, five cards, you know, with both your AP? That's 10 cards, Landon. That's way too many cards. <laughs> No, no, my dear listener. <laughs> 10 cards is not the volume we are talking about here. Because for Shenlong's AP with the Wandering River style attached, you could repeat three instances of draw five cards to draw 15 cards on Shenlong's activation. Then you could use his bonus action on the student to make them draw another five cards then each of the students on their own activation could have you draw yet another five cards um and by five cards i i mean per scheme marker and you could drop three of them with the bonus so multiply all of that number by three you just drew more cards than are in your deck twice over yes yes now a reasonable iteration of this list probably only drew 18 cards a turn, <laughs> but here that say it out loud, a reasonable version draws three times the number of cards you start each turn with. That's like, that's a lot of cards lot and of it costs you 14 soulstones of models in your hiring pool. Yeah. Admittedly not the greatest stones worth of models in your hiring pool, But you have 36 more stones to work with and Shenlong1 who will absolutely shred with 24 cheats. But
1: Landon, they're just going to stay in their deployment zone and do this. What are they going to do?
2: Oh no, that thing that drew me six cards also pushes my model six inches up the board. It was super dumb. dumb. (laughs) Yeah, so thankfully that doesn't work anymore as they patch not only Koji to not be able to drop enemy markers off of friendlies they also patched the upgrade okay. to not drop markers but also to place markers which is an important distinction mechanically in that it will not trigger protection money and i think
1: pete were you gonna ask about owning or something like
0: that no so i was just looking at it and i i actually was going right to the shen long thing like why those numbers look so high so we we got that um, one answered but i was just gonna mention that like dude Jacob Lynch is a beast, and he's gonna—he's just at the top there, just hanging out. It's like <laughs> top of the thing yep. Oh, so good! Just you see somebody slam that down, even if they're a mediocre player. Yep, it's terrifying to see three actions coming from Huggy.
2: Yeah, that was one of the ones I, I figured out first with Burns as far as looking through him going like, you know, what what is it that I'm going to be able to win tournaments with? And, and Jacob Lynch, too, I, I had to scratch my head and, and math it out. But once I figured out that focus on Huggy equals good, uh, that that was where the success started well, rolling this, in. I, you know,
0: we I, I'm pretty sure you and I talked about this before, Landon, but specifically, I mean you're looking at so many cards with rig the deck and you can get to situations where you rig the deck, you see you have some hotness coming up and then you're just like, cool, what do I want to unload and kill now?
2: Exactly. It's very similar to kind of how like Yoko two plays almost where it's like, you're looking for the, that certainty you can find in cards and then just executing game one, the most optimal alpha to just like scalpel out whatever your opponent needed to win the game. And then he doesn't have that. And he has a huggy in his crew and he just kind of has to like, figure out how to play the game with a huggy in his deployment
0: yeah and it's pretty good when you you have the cards lined up like that and you're like barring a red joker from my opponent or if you don't have the black joker you flipping the black joker but in this case lynch knows what's coming up you're like i'm going to kill this model unless they just luck luckily flip the red joker yeah (laughs) so always good with that and it's just a flexible mobile crew uh yeah i mean I think we kind of hit this pretty good Um uh, i mean I, the faction's in a great spot landon i just feel like you got answers yeah not only beautiful models but they're very flexible in what they can and can't do um so it's it's a it's a cool faction and i've definitely been tempted to play it more than once yeah
2: also yeah no i i was I was very doom and gloom on them when Burns was first coming out just because I saw all the cool toys that everyone else was getting. And I still think I do have a little bit of the same complaint I had then, which is, you know, there's always kind of a title that goes a little bit better Mm -hmm. than the other one does. I don't necessarily know that that's untrue for the other factions at this point in time, but at the time I felt like other factions had, you know, good versions of both one and two. But overall, it it doesn't really matter because I feel like the options we do have that are good are just very competitive yeah. for a lot of the reasons we talked about. You can flex your hiring pretty well, and you've got reasonable gimmicks on most of them to just kind of guide you in the right direction.
1: I was going to ask, uh, how do you feel about? Because we got a few games after the fact uh, added to this. This is um, data from January first all the way to now. And Outcast in tent used to be both at fifty percent, and now Outcast is forty nine percent. So I guess Yannick, oh, yeah, Yannick getting kicked in the nuts is a big deal. And in your case, I guess the the fact that Koji got nerfed the, didn't affect you that much.
2: So I don't know how long we've really had since the fact to have that settled in. Yeah. But I mean, if I were to look at, like, I guess Von Shield 1 is below 50% right now. And that's where I would have really expected to see Yannick to
0: work. Yeah. I imagine vassals uh, probably put some data in there as far as some of those online events or, um, there's been a couple of tournaments be. since then too. So Gen Con just happened with those changes. Correct. Yep. No, I was there, it was, good I time. was there, I, uh, <laughs> I was playing Guild though. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs>
2: Guild just must be a unplayable faction because I, I, you know, went one, 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 and that's the only, Are
0: that's the only answer. Were you just so, playing Guild to kind of, you know, cleanse the palate a little bit there? I see you've played them a few times.
2: Yeah, so I played them at Nova last year for fun, is what I'd say. Um, but I say for fun, but the reason why I really played them is because I heard a lot of people were really down on Guild at the time, and I just kind of wanted to be that, you know, guiding light in the darkness to say, hey guys, <laughs> the game's not that imbalanced. We can play, play all of these things and win, because like, you know, everyone's like, oh, the only thing you can play in Guild and win with is Perdita 2, and so I played everything but Perdita 2 that weekend. And, uh, you know, it turns out I did just fine. Yep. Yeah, so I, w- I was playing them a bit for that, but also just, like you said, a palate cleanser. Because um, I enjoy a lot of the uh, the guild masters that are out there. They're fun. And I've been playing a lot of Yoko 2 competitively. So it's to the point where it's like, all right, I, I knew if I went to Gen Con and I brought 10 Thunders, I'd look at my bag, I'd throw it out, and I'd just put Yoko 2 on the table. <laughs> And I just wanted to do something
1: different.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's good to do. And that's kind of why I, I kind of went to Arcanist just to challenge myself a little bit because we did that episode and, you know, people, we kind of were like, well, Sandeep, you know, probably wouldn't be picked here, there and there. And I got like the Europeans specifically just chewed me out. They were like, you are insane. We have people over here where Sandeep is just running rickshaw all over the place. And yeah, I was like, you know, fair enough. It's like, send me a list, kind of give me the general rundown of it. And after I saw it in action, I was like, there's some stuff here that I yep, think are fun. Yep. Like, I'm and he proceeded,
1: this he proceeded to make me suffer.
0: That's what he did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to hear it. I think uh, Sandeep was one of those ones that I didn't think was getting quite enough love here in the States. And part of that, I think, is just because of how Damien was for so long. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I also feel like Ironsides 2 is in a similar boat where I feel like that model is just like really good. Oh, yeah. And just not getting enough table time to see like how much she's good.
1: Yep. Doing four damage. Uh like fairly consistently actually. It's not bad. Yep. Yeah. Never seen no, it. Like she's got stuff. <laughs> I did it to you.
0: Tony <laughs> Yeah. You oh. tried to kidnap me and then I made her survive for two turns and I started turning the tide. Yeah, I was playing Ballyhoo Bucket. I was I was drunk on boating.
1: Drunk and boating, yep. yeah.
0: Yep, drunk and boating. Okay. It was fun.
1: Yeah. No, she's good. She's Uncle Boggin' it. Yeah, she's one of those you have to play a specific way. It's kind of like playing Monk, I guess. Sure.
0: Yeah, and it, that's what I'm saying. It's just, that's the, honestly, that's the cool thing about Malifo, even right now, is like, we're going to hopefully get a new GG here soon, which will shake things up, definitely. But the new Gaining Grounds, new errata, that shakes things up. Plus, we're getting new books and, you know, Malifaux Burns, we're still kind of working through because there are some titles that just haven't, you know, seen as much light in a lot of situations. And like, like it's kind of like, you know, you get it championed a little bit by a few players, word gets around, and, you know, they get a little more play, which is always fun. Yep. What did you send now? Oh, that's from the Arata. Well, this is yeah, the. Uh, it's just from yeah, Arata just after the Arata. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. like
1: uh, consistently, except for Guild. 80 games from pretty much every faction, and it's kind of sussing out to the way that we were thinking about. But anyway, but yeah, no, your faction's still good. That's also very exciting to see the changes for the next, uh, basically, era of the game.
0: Yeah, Gating Grounds 4 hopefully coming out. They said sometime later in the year, we'll see when it actually drops. I would suspect sometime in November, if I was gonna guess. I wasn't even thinking that far. I was just thinking post-Damian Nerf. I don't know. <laughs> if they I, I think if it was gonna be closer than November, they would have dropped it before Gen Con.
1: Uh, that's just Nick, my opinion. Nick brought me to reality and made me realize I should stop thinking logically of when they're gonna release the errata. Yeah. They have their issues and they are dealing with them as they you know as they come along. So whenever they feel that they're yeah. good and ready, I'll you know I'll just be that's
0: glad. what I'm saying. I think that they had and this was a pretty decent chunk of things that got a Narada. so right. i think making sure that was all balanced out they're they've they've hinted at big hat being changed here soon so i could see a world sometime in november december when they drop big hat and the new gg that would be kind of cool to see
1: oh god i hope that they do it before they release the gg
0: <laughs> i don't know
1: you know, I've
2: uh, I've given up on trying to predict the timing of things. You know, it used to be that we always had the new Gaining Grounds the week before Adepticon, and then we had to jam the packet in, like, three days to try and know what the heck we were playing. Yeah. And that was a fun experience, but ever since they stopped dropping it before Adepticon, I'm like, you know, <laughs> there was one thing I could count on, and Hell is Frozen Over. Yeah. so yeah, no, uh, I, I, I'm with you. The, I literally window.
1: had the same thought multiple times. And I keep getting wrong. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop using logic. I'm yeah. just going to let it happen. And to be fair,
2: you know, I don't even know if Weird knows when they're going to drop these things half the time, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I seem to recall, I don't, like, 33, I think, came out. And like they had a, a card that printed it said, like, November or or something. And I remember the box came out and, like, it, January, maybe, or maybe it was December. Yeah. So it was like you know, the Errata released a month after they thought it was going to come out. So if they can't predict when it's coming out, how are we going? Yeah, because I, when I got
0: that box with thirty-three, it actually had the Errata card in it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have to print it off. I was like, wait, this is the old card. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Let's do it. Yeah. No, I seem
2: to recall they spoiled the fact that they were doing an Errata with that. Yeah, card. they did.
0: It took a minute for people so to realize, but definitely, definitely uh anything you want to plug Landon, besides uh being on danger planet
2: yeah so obviously you know listen to us on danger planet if you aren't familiar with our content we do we do tier lists we do like keyword discussions we have you know some newer uh player oriented content I think we just dropped a video about you know how do you prep for your first tournament uh so you know just kind of stuff on the game in general but then if I had to plug anything else I would just have to say Make sure you're going out to events, even if you're, you know, the kind of guy who just kind of wants to sit around and play casually and thinks, oh, maybe the tournament scene's too, too difficult for me, or I just want to, you know, have a nice beer and pretzels game every once in a while. Because none of us are mean; we don't bite. Um, and so long as you're okay with just, you know, coming out, playing a few games, maybe you lose a couple, but. It's a really great social experience just being at these events. I don't
0: know, Landon, I've seen Dixon and myself get pretty upset. I had to, so talking about Sam, I actually had to, I got pretty pissed off playing against Sam in, I think it was round (laughs) four of last year's Captain God. And I got super pissed because, you know, zip cycling cards and and Sam ran into the good cards and I was playing Maw Tucket, and I didn't draw any good cards. So I'm just sitting there like Sam played a solid game because you know he's a good player and just the things I had to you know how games get where you start kind of falling behind so you got to start taking more chances to try and catch up and yeah. I went for my final like okay I need this to happen and I think I black-jokered or something and I basically just looked at Sam like why not you got it? I was like I need to go get a beer and I <laughs> I kind of just walked off and I was like okay don't be a jack uh-huh. you know wagon so I, I turned around, like, Sam, good game. Nothing against you. I just need a beer. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, no, I, okay. I those games. That's
1: actually reminded me of the exact same experience that happened to us. I played against Pete, and I think he drew 11 cards in a turn, and none of them were above, like, an eight. Oh. <laughs> he was losing a That's freaking Oh, dude, it was it was. Is that, that when ridiculous. I was playing
0: Marcus the other day? No, 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 no.
1: When we was... were playing, uh, this is a mod game, and literally, uh... and it's a way way back in the day but it's happened since then but i will never forget that one first game because of how you looked
0: you looked like dude because you know how and and i think anybody who plays malifaux who appreciates some good card drawing can be like oh i got a crap hand well you know i can kind of filter this out throughout the turn and you kind of start digging and you're just getting more crap and you're like where are these good cards (laughs) (laughs) oh and then if you start flipping bad that's the cat like if you draw bad cards and you flip like crap, that just sets me off because I'm like, not only am I getting yep. crap, I can't even yep. luck into the good stuff.
1: And the game, by the way, I, I hear you. The game, Landon, the game that he's talking about, where uh, he was playing Marcus. I think both of us were fishing for the Red Joker, and the Red Joker was in both of our <laughs> decks, like third from the bottom. Yeah, we were both like livid at one point. Like, what the f- is this? Where <laughs> is the
0: stupid card? <laughs>
2: Speaking of, you know, Rage and Red Jokers, uh, two separate instances, you know, which is unlikely for, you know, Red Jokers and Rage. You know, normally they go hand in hand. But, um, you know, my first game at Gen Con, I played against uh, Cole Thomas, excellent player. He was playing Damian 1. And, um, you know, it's fresh after the nerf for Damian 1. I'm thinking, all right, maybe this is a reasonable experience (laughs) now and you know I'm playing guild here so I'm playing this event more socially so I've got you know the models I can borrow from a friend I'm I'm ready I'm good to go and you know I I lose Sonya at the top of turn two Oof. because Damien's like pushed 10 inches up the board outside of his activation from his like configuration shit and then just taking three attacks and then wins initiative because he draws a million cards with the configs or the fucking uh yeah the configuration <laughs> yep, still yep, yep and then he cheats to go first and then he hits me uh three more times with Damien because he just cheats his 13 from his config to guarantee he hits the first attack and then you're injured you get hit three more times it's fucking bullshit yep uh <laughs> and so I lose met Sonia at the top of turn two and I'm like man this game fucking sucks and I'm just hard on tilt raging and you know I realized that I'm doing this and I'm like apologizing to my point he's like no man this is a salty situation I understand <laughs> and you know I get I eventually get all the salt out of my system right around the time I actually kill Lolith with my Thralls on turn two. Okay. And like I'm still upset because I'm definitely losing at this point in time. Yeah. And then sometime around turn three, I take this random throwaway attack with my Thrall. I hit the Red Joker down the attack flip and it just all clicks. Because <laughs> right, I've got this, like, I've got double crit, right? Yeah. And he's out of stones because he spent them all trying to keep Lolith up. And I just have the severe and I'm like, how much health is Damien on? He's like, Eight. I'm like, oh, Damien's dead. <laughs> Yahoo. Boom. <laughs> um, and that, get, that just opened the game right up. Um, Way to recover there, you know, I Landon. Still, I still tied the game because I was far enough behind having lost yeah. all these pieces to Damien's bullshit. But, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's tough.
0: Lose, it, losing your master turn two, that's tough.
2: Turn three. Yeah, but uh, I guess I guess the point is that if you can process the salt yep. and just kind of like power through it just and get back to a clear salt. state of yeah, mind. Just
1: embrace it. One of the best games I like, ever One of the saw. things Sam
2: tells me is that I'm tilt-proof, and that's definitely not true. I tilt, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's trying to like tilt back in the other direction that wins Well, yeah, the there's games. been uh.
0: times where it's like, you know, there was a time where I was getting tilted playing Lady J1, and you just kind of have to focus back in and be like, okay, yeah. How can I score points?
1: Yeah, and that, then
0: that go game. at and then go at that. I was absolutely yeah, going to so like to that. say that
2: Malif was a very deterministic game, but the, the re- reality of it is shit happens.
0: Yeah, well, there's there's a couple of
1: things that you can tell. It's like okay, so as long as this doesn't happen, then I can get points. But like the game that we were playing that he's mentioning, the Lady J, I like everything went wrong for him like turns one and two, and I I would like, <laughs> said I was like, Pete, I would literally have flipped the well, table. Well and I would Well, because you killed
0: the pale rider, right? And you were like yeah. he's like, Are you okay? Like, I I, yeah. I would be super frustrated. And I was like, Yep. I think I can get three points this turn. Let me see if I can do it. And I did. Yep. Bottom um, of one, I killed the pale. No, 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 no you, you killed you killed it too, because that was one of my hidden markers. Okay. Currents.
1: I know that I killed two mo- sure. one in turn one and another Whatever one in turn two.
0: And then you like
1: somehow re-racked your brain and then turn You know, three happen and then you
0: started winning games. Well, because I I had to challenge I had to challenge myself, right? Because I'm sitting here losing at cursed objects, and your natural reaction, I have this beat stick Lady J one and I'm Mm -hmm. like, my natural reaction is just to punch stuff just to make myself feel better. But then I'm Mm -hmm. like, Okay, instead of just hitting a random thing, how do I kill something to get my cursed? And I noticed you had like a squishy model hanging out by itself. And I was like, Oh yeah, I gotta leap. I can go over there, kill that, drop a ski marker for breakthrough with Lady J and You know, I got two points right there. So yeah, you just, you kind of need to pump the brakes and just be like, okay, that was bad. Where am I getting my points for the rest of this game?
2: Yeah, yeah. And while I'm not going to like, call out anybody or say that it's you know always incorrect to to not you know concede games because sometimes you just need to t- get that beer right because yeah. you know emotionally that's where you're at and you just need it but like if you if you want to win the game right like you don't have to concede when things start going badly for you turn two because you're flipping cards he's flipping cards shit can still happen yep. you know if if you don't play out the game you'll never win i can think about yeah. a, a handful of games that like i've pulled out of my ass just because I kept playing and my opponent made a big fuck up. Yep. Um, so like, I don't know, finish your game. Yeah, and
0: honestly, the only time I I quit games is when I get so angry that there's it's not going to be fun for my opponent. Like I know myself well enough where it's like, I know myself where I can recover enough. I'm like, okay, I, we can still have a fun game. But if i'm like angry to the point of just like and you know i do because that's you know i got a high, hot irish temper that happens but yeah. it's like if i get to that point i'm just like you know what nothing against you like you got the points like i'm good like it's fine
2: yeah we're all here to have fun and if you're not doing that you know no one's going to chain you to the table and say you have to stay there
0: yeah and like you won the game good job you played it better and my crew hates me it's, it's fine yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh god, I was so salty round two of Gen Clown. I I could not flip a six on plus flips, and I was just I was just dying.
0: Yep. Yeah. But I think we're gonna leave it there. Uh, we want to thank you for coming on, Landon. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me as a Yeah, year. make sure that you guys are uh, flipping cards, flipping tables, and we'll see you all later.